Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Specters, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with N7 the Legend, and N7, we have to make an apology for goofing on... I mean, it's mostly my fault. I'll take the blame for goofing on the uh, the quiz show last week because the, the, the Reapers, they're the ones who made the Citadel yes. and, the, and the Mass Effect things, the... The word fell out of the, my brain. The mass relays. Relays. That's the word. Yeah, relay. and unless you were always, unless you were staying in character in universe, where most yeah. people do think it was the Protheans. Right. Right. Then, and that's then, yeah. And that was the goof. Is that I I double checked it and I was like, but that's just like every the things the first few things that came up was like, oh, it's the Protheans. It's the Protheans. And I'm like, there's this feeling I had of like, it sounds, I guess that's right. Yeah, that's fine. And so I just went with it, and sure enough, it's wrong. And I should have known, because we've talked about it before. But anyway, uh, thank you for those of you who have pointed out the mistake kindly and with nice words, because the internet is always not always a kind place. Uh, actually. <laughs> I don't mind the, well, actuallys. What I do yeah. mind is the, you dumbass, how would you possibly get that wrong, right? And it's like, we're all human, come on. Get good, you fake news media. 
get <laughs> right. out, get right. out of here. This guy doesn't even Mass Effect. Yeah, <laughs> what's he even doing? After yeah. 110 episodes, 110 you think episodes. That we would think that that we would actually have earned the title of having Mass Affected before. Have, having Mass Affected, yeah. But yeah. you know, people people want to be smart and point things out and be like, well, you clearly didn't play the game because you didn't see this thing that I saw in my seventh playthrough. And it's like, well, okay, I didn't do seven playthroughs. Sorry. You know? <laughs> but anyway, well, part of the blame is on me because I was fact you sent those questions to me to, to read through and fact check and i was like sick and i wasn't feeling that well and i was kind of like like half-assing it and just blazing <laughs> we, through it we and both I dropped it, the ball so. yeah it's yeah. no big deal though uh, we still had a fun time i don't think it affected who won the game anyway and it wasn't like there was you know like a thousand dollar prize or something like it was all just for bragging rights so it all worked out but this week we are back to another character episode and sam i know i know you like to do some of the intros on these because you've got your your quirky way of uh (laughs) saying stuff what are we talking about we covered cybernetics technology all about genetic engineering in the mass effect universe right so now it's time to talk about the woman who was created from it the sultry superior of the lazarus cell the overtly perfect, tragically privileged covert professional, the overconfident operative with outrageously skin-tight outerwear, the origin of the gratuitous butt shot, Mass Effect, Matt Miranda Lawson. <laughs> uh, man, I would love to hear you say that like 10 times fast, you know? That's, okay, yeah. That's tongue tangling. The of the Lazarus Cell, the overtly perfect, tragically privileged covert professional, the overconfident operative with the op- outrageously skin-tight outerwear, the origin of the gratuitous butt shot in Mass Effect, Miranda Lawson. Nine more times. that's the episode that's it that's the whole thing all right so um so this is a character we meet right away in mass effect 2 but she's got the kind of this mysterious backstory we've talked a little bit about her before i don't i probably don't know all the details what what do we know so the very basic you know um she's genetically engineered from her very wealthy father who wanted a perfect child uh so she doesn't really have a mother it was only DNA from her dad. So uh, she's that, like Jesus, sort of? Reverse Cerberus <laughs> Jesus. Reverse yeah. I mean, Jesus? kind of the poster child for Cerberus. And yeah. when she joined Cerberus, I'm sure the elusive man had a bitch fit about how amazed he was that, that this uh, genetically perfect human being would be the poster child. Uh, but that is what we find out from her during the games. There's a ton of information before the games, so much so that we're going to dedicate this whole episode and probably another one toward answering that question of how much we know about her her backstory from before the games. I was surprised just how many comics and external media pieces Miranda is mentioned in. You want to take a you want to take a stab at the number of comics, number of other games. Yes. Total. Uh, Two. Nine. <laughs> oh, it was a big number. <laughs> it's nine. <laughs> and maybe maybe I glossed over it because I was never a huge fan of hers. Maybe I just didn't see it because I, I I'm only getting into the comics like in the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, eight comics and one previous game besides the OT. Uh, so hmm. let's dive into it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. What's the earliest we see her? In, in the timeline of events as we know it. 
Uh, so this is interesting. She's in the number of Mass Effect Foundation comics, uh, which are a series of origin stories for different characters normally, but they're also kind of a bridge between the two years where Shepard's dead. Uh, and they all take place before Mass Effect 2 really begins, but but not really because there's this two-year gap in the prologue of the beginning of the game. Very beginning of the game. We see uh, Miranda talking with the elusive man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're talking about how, how great Shepard is as, uh, as an asset to all of humanity. Not humanity. 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 Martin Sheen does. Right, right. Um, and during this two-year gap, there's like a ton of Mass Effect lore that a lot of really well-seasoned players have no idea about. Yeah. Unless you've read the comics, unless you're all about this OS game that came out <laughs> called Mass Effect Galaxy, you probably don't know this. So there's this game, Mass Effect Galaxy. It came out on OS. It was you know, admittedly pretty fucking bad. Uh, and, the, and it took place during the two years i didn't play this game i know the following plot lines because i have seen gameplay on it right right you looked at so it we're gonna be right we're gonna be we're gonna be diving into the lore from this game and exactly what happens in it but it looks like a la doom when the original doom came out uh-huh. like those kind of graphics but yeah. it's overhead Okay, so, so it's like top yeah. down, like yeah, top down, moving through rooms, sprites? shooting, turning, and yeah, that's what they were called, like when they were just like the two D sprites. Yes, yeah, yes, it's kind of like that. Um, so it's essentially the same story treatment that James Vega gets if you've seen the anime movie Paragon Lost, uh, but this one centers on Jacob and his recruitment to Cerberus and a pre- pretty heroic action he undertakes to save the Citadel Council. Hmm. Uh, Miranda meets him because she's an informant who had been corresponding with Jacob's old commanding officer from his, his days in the Alliance. And he runs into his CEO on the Citadel. Since he's no longer in, he asks his CEO for, uh, uh, the CEO rather asks him for his help in this kind of black ops type mission that is kind of off the record, but not really off the record, you know, just in just, just, um, clandestine enough to be intriguing mm-hmm. uh it's not exactly well written out and if and if, by the way for the rest of this explanation of this mass effect galaxy game if someone's listening and they're like well i can see po- you know i can poke holes in that plot yeah you probably can because it's an <laughs> os game and a lot of these things weren't well explained in depth or well written because i think the i will i watched the entire game it, it was like less than an hour yeah they probably spent um, five minutes on the plot line and they were like good enough stamp it Yeah, I think so. Um, So anyway, this commanding officer asks for his help on this black ops mission to defeat this Batarian crime spree. And then Jacob meets Miranda at a bar uh, who he's instructed to meet because she has the info. And it's this bar on this planet in the Neman Abyss Nebula. By the time Jacob gets there, pirates have already overrun the bar. And then (laughs) Jacob has to resolve the ordeal either through like a speech check or through combat. And in true Miranda fashion, she, after the combat or after the speech check, she's just, you know, casually lounging there at the bar, watching all of this unfold. And uh, Jacob, you know, is like covered in blood and grime. And and (laughs) she's just sipping on a drink like I was waiting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds that part sounds accurate to her character. Right. Just kind of chilling there with a drink while all this stuff happens and just kind of taking it in. 
Yeah, uh, she's very femme fatale, uh, which is exactly how the art team and the uh, developers meant for her to be. You know, she's kind of, especially in this game and in some of the comics, she's very much um, the woman in James Bond films who never loses her cool, always yeah. looks very, you know, beautiful and yada, yada, yada. Right. The counterpart um, to Bond, like the female counterpart who's yes. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, although admittedly she is certainly more capable than some of the women in, in Bond films have been, sure. uh, especially <laughs> if you go back to like, you know, um, man, oh, I'm man. blanking on the sixties. Are we talking? Yes. Are we talking Sean Connery? Sean, yeah. Yes. Sean yeah. Connery. Yes. That's not what your mother said last night, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take um, anal bum covers for a thousand. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, some SNL references for everyone. It was SNL, right? That's yeah. Yeah. Gets yeah. The um, Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, Classic. So, so Miranda, uh, I'd pay to hear Miranda with a Sean Connery uh, uh, voice, <laughs> but that'd be great. But she tells Jacob that she learns of this extremist wing of Batarian plans to short or uh, to sabotage upcoming peace talks between the Batarians and the council. And they would do this by assassinating their own ambassador when he visits the Citadel. Uh, at this point, Miranda's already a Cerberus operative, and, and so she refers Jacob to some of her sources she's met, presumably through that work. That's not explained. Uh, so she gives him three leads who it's like each of those is, is a mission unto itself, and you can clearly see where the storyline is going at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and those missions constitute a majority of the actual gameplay. Uh, but And we'll cover the intricate details of this game's plot in a later episode, but for Miranda's purposes, she doesn't really appear a lot during those missions, so we'll just go along where she appears. So she helps Jacob along in his mission to track down these extremists and foil their plot. We learn along the way that their plot is actually to assassinate the council themselves, not their own ambassador. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and they're going to do it through this uh, genetically engineered bio agent called a blood plague. So, and so OK, so but she she works for Cerberus at this point. Right. And so why is she going out of her way to help save the council? I mean, this seems like it seems very heroic, like for somebody who yeah. probably doesn't care a lot about aliens. She's focused on humans, right? Like it, it does. Um, and I'm not surprised that Jacob signs up for this, right? Because he's still it's very ambiguous whether or not he's still in the alliance at the very beginning of this game or whether he has recently left. And it's ambiguous because of where the next comic with both of them picks up as well as just it being vague and how it's explained. But mm -hmm. I think we're led to believe that Jacob has either recently left the Alliance or is about to. And so I'm not surprised that Jacob, as principled as he is, signs up to save the council, even though he doesn't realize it's about the council at first. Um, but Miranda, yeah, I'm kind of surprised about this because in this game, she seems a lot softer, a lot less cold and a huh. lot more virtuous. Yeah. Um, than she does a lot less hard and pragmatic than right. she does in the game in huh. Mass Effect 2. Huh. Um, so that part is not explained. You know, it's just, I don't have any lore to tell people about that. Yeah. I wish I did. It just is, it is a thing. And maybe, I mean, you could chalk it up to, well, Cerberus needed the council for some other thing they were doing or, you know, like I'm sure you come with, come up with some explanation, but it's not laid out. 
it's not. Um, ultimately, Jacob stops the assassination in progress. Who could have guessed? Uh, and he saves the council. And it becomes a little more on the nose that there actually could be more to Jacob and Miranda's working relationship than meets the eye. Wait, so wait, they, they have like they're a thing? There's certainly romantic undertones to some of their interactions. Uh, and we have... I have screenshots from this OS game when yeah. I was watching it. I just pulled one uh, up. Uh, Miranda Hologram says, do what you need to and get the hell out as soon as you can. That's an order, Taylor. Miranda out. So, yeah. So, right at one point in the game, Miranda's very worried about Jacob's welfare and tells him to take a breather. It's not safe for you to be there. Get the hell out as soon as you can, et cetera, et cetera. It's much more concerned than she ever voiced for Shepard's welfare, even a male one that she romances, mm-hmm. um, aside from like the lovey-dovey specific conversations. Uh, so this one is like kind of surprising that Jacob, who she has just met, she yeah. is so you know, like concerned for his welfare. He had, for context, he had just been exposed to a very, very high amount of unstable ESO. Uh, so oh, okay. it was messing with his biotics. Right. Ultimately, the game finds a way to use that as justification for upgrading your biotic attack. Right. right. Uh, but the game he had like headaches and things like that. Yeah. Um, that's why I get headaches too. We're biotics. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's why. Uh, we have the L2 implants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we got lucky like Caden did. Could have been worse. <laughs> could, but, have been, uh, could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I was just kind of surprised at that. I was like, huh, you know, that is kind of weird because she's usually this ice queen, you know, and now she is a apparently showing a soft spot. I don't know. Maybe chalk it up to bad writing, you know, it, and then I'm like, a lot of this spend a lot of this feels like the people who wrote for this game just either didn't do their homework or didn't know enough about the other games and, and the, you know, the actual lore, the more canon stuff, right? That's kind of what this feels like. And, and when I was watching through this, when I got to that point, at that point, I'm there with you. Like I totally get it. But later, after Jacob, uh, who is the player character and the hero of the game, saves the council, Miranda's like, you did it. And he asks, where do we go from here? And so I have another screenshot. Yeah, I have it up. Jacob, and she, she responds, says, uh, oh, I have a couple of ideas. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then the next line she says after that is, and you're going to like it. And it's like, okay, that's supposed to be titillating right 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 but is are we are we chalking this up to a relationship or is this just her being flirty confident sexy lady right yeah like so eh. maybe she's just flirting around with jacob but she wasn't like flirty at all in the games unless she actually wanted to romance you like i said she's an ice queen right it does feel different yeah so so again, maybe that's just the writing, and I'm like I'm like mm, I'm still getting more of this picture that she is interested in Jacob, but you know I'm I'm willing to suspend this disbelief. So then, anyway, after you know Jacob saves the day and 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 everything and whatnot, he goes back to his vacation that he was on at the very beginning of the game before he was so rudely interrupted to try and save the day. <laughs> Except he's interrupted again. And right. we, we, have a, we have a gameplay clip. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm pulling it up right now. This is the, the clip. Thank you. 
CSEC has apprehended Jath Amon and his accomplices, and all affected by the Batarian attack have been vaccinated. All citizens aboard the Citadel can breathe a sigh of relief. Okay, so there's no dialogue at this point, but Miranda, the, the door slides open. Jacob's very, like, you know, um, surprised, and he grabs his rifle thinking he might get attacked, but it's Miranda, and she's got a bottle of champagne in her hands. <laughs> she's like, party and, time, buddy. And it's party time, and she's <laughs> in his private quarters, and then the door slides closed, and the camera pans out, and you hear this romantic kind uh-huh. of dramatic music. It's actually, I think, the same music that plays at the end of Mass Effect 1 as crew members are searching desperately for Shepard's body in the rubble, and then Shepard mm. makes this dramatic, oh, I'm alive. Um, but that is what that scene is like. So you're like, oh, you know what? You know, this This did the classic exterior pan fade to black. They totally did it. But did they? Right. You know, right. Right. <laughs> so she was hiding it, a gun in the wine. Right. It wasn't Miranda all along. <laughs> dun, dun, it was uh, Mystique. It was <laughs> the X-Men show up. X-Men Mass Effect crossover. exactly so you know no i think it's it's meant to be suggestive what and it's clearly nighttime out too well it's 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 also it's well they're in space i'm I'm stupid what am i talking about it goes out jesus so it it pans out what is she doing (laughs) it pans out up through the like the skylight window above above them and then you see the ship but yes it, it looks nighttime because it's space <laughs> i have had a long week i don't know if you can tell <laughs> yes it looks like it's nighttime because but because the stars. point is for cinematics and and it's a good point but um the point is for cinematics and like ambient setting like oh yeah jacob also has the lights off in right it's room. it's it's dark it like that's the feeling is he's sitting in front of like a, a screen that's glowing on him it's dark enough to be glowing on him that like it feels like an evening setting which felt kind of depressing in the first place because <laughs> like here's this hero right and then he goes back on this vacation that he's supposed to be on on this luxury cruise liner but there's no light coming in through the window because they're in space and he has all the lights off and he's only illuminated by the blue like hum of his television that is telling him about the news he's not sitting in like the spa or something he's sitting there by himself in his room watching the news on vacation (laughs) right yeah brooding and and it's it's this sad like he may as well have been in his underwear with like a white t-shirt stained with like like fucking fry grease and ketchup right eating like a big old bowl of ice cream yeah. 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 It yeah. looks sad. And then this the door slides open and it's Miranda and he's like, Oh <laughs> right. I'm the hero and th- things just happen to me. Um <laughs> but you know, it's it's very classic and it's it's um it's so suggestive of what happens. And then given how Jacob talks to Shepard about her in Mass Effect two he, men- he, he can mention things that se- would seem to indicate that they had something going on, but mm-hmm. the, the extent of which we don't know about. Especially, he says something along the lines of, she needed a better man than I. Okay. Hmm. All right. You would, I don't think you'd say that about someone that there wasn't even a chance right. with, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It sounds like there was something there. I wish we could say that we learned more about Miranda, specifically from this iOS game. But her on-screen time is very limited, and of course, so is character development. 
And <laughs> this is indeed uh, the earliest part of the Mass Effect storyline. So in Mass Effect's universe, mm. in the storyline, this is the earliest that we actually see Miranda in a story. And it's basically Jacob's, um, you know, Cerberus introduction because he's not actually recruited to Cerberus during this time. But but it's his origin story, too. Right, right. So uh, being as this is an extremely popular iOS game, I wonder how many uh, how many of our listeners have actually played this. Um, I don't know. It just it, it does seem like she's a different character or at least she's distinctly different at that point in time. And it gets colder as time goes by. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she got cold because Jacob spurned her. Maybe, maybe, it maybe Jacob. it's all Jacob's fault. It's all Jacob's fault. No, I, I doubt it. it. She does seem like a different character. I never hear people talk about this game. And yeah, Miranda just has less of an edge in this one. Uh, and it could have just been a different writing team with their own interpretation of Miranda's character. But regardless, it is canon. This game is canon. Yeah. So and, and it's just the start of the stories that Miranda is involved in before the games. Right. All right. Well, we've got more to talk about, though, because we've got some comic books to go over and we're going to summarize the details in those. But first, we've got to go shout out our patrons. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Message coming in. 
patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. All right, here we are. This is where we get to thank our patrons. No new patrons this week, but we do have our Shepherd tier patrons, Colkishins, Ed Boy, Kirasi, Lieutenant Ticino, That Spectre J, and William. Thank you so much for your support. And a big shout out to all 66 of our current patrons. If you are interested in helping to support the show, if we've helped you get through your workday or your commutes or just made made your day better in any way, go to patreon.com slash Mass Effect and or Mass Effect Lorecast and check out all the different tiers. You can get a whole bunch of different stuff join us on future episodes uh avoid ads get episodes early all sorts of fun things so go check that out also we've got some new reviews to read out and some of these are are international uh here check these out sam i think you're gonna have uh some thoughts on some of these this one is from intergalactic intergalactic sorry go on (laughs) intergalactic planetary um this one is from Admiral Freya in Great Britain who writes, I love this show. Hi guys, I'm not a podcast person, but I've been watching your show for a couple months now on YouTube and I was and I am just about caught up. I'm writing this right after watching the Lazarus Project episode. I just wanted to say during the control chip discussion, I was thinking, do I remember wrong? As I thought if you get friendly enough with Miranda in Mass Effect 2, she confesses the whole control ship thing to Shepard. Uh, could be wrong, but anyway, great show uh, you guys have got. I've had many a laugh, and as a lore seeker in the games, I love hearing N7 The Legend state what he knows and compare to my own knowledge and see if I missed anything. Robots makes me laugh so much. You guys inspire me to play yet another playthrough. Lost count between the original game runs and fresh starters I've had on Legendary Edition. But hey, it's Mass Effect, and I love it. Keep the episodes coming. So what do you think about that the uh so thank you admiral freya first of all um but second of all you're right yes miranda does admit that to uh to shepherd and later in this story um I, a number of people have brought that up to me and i think maybe in the way that i phrased it i had forgotten to say how we know how we know the thing about the control chip thing mm-hmm. but yeah i mean we we can take things at face value when a character tells us that, but it's a different thing to see the actual records and primary sources that we find in Mass Effect 3. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, uh, Admiral Freya. We appreciate it. And this one comes from um, DecideMate. I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly from Australia who writes easy listening in depth and entertaining perfect way to stay in the universe of the trilogy while not being able to play the hosts robots and N7 are a great pair that complements each other's merits for a great podcast definitely two squad mates you'll want while ascending into the Mass Effect galactic lore lots of love from Australia well hello from Australia thank you so much and then this one from the United States from Henry Nielsen who writes my go to Mass Effect channel always keeping a fresh take fresh conversations going on for Mass Effect while we wait for the next game to come out. Thanks for what y'all do. I listen to the show to relax at night and learn more about the Mass Effect universe. Hashtag Conrad Werner is my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd appreciate that. I don't know if that's a compliment to me, but I hope so. (laughs) But thank you, Henry, and to everybody else for taking the time to to drop reviews. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode. Also, you can rate the show on Spotify or whatever other platforms have rating. And Spotify now has the ability for you to comment on the episodes. All the new episodes say things like, what did you think about this episode? So if you'd like to leave a kind comment on there and and help us feel good about what we do, we'd appreciate it. (laughs) Um, But that's what we got for the middle of this episode. Let's move on with the rest of the show. Spit it out, or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir.
Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. So we're back and we've got to talk about all of these other details, all these other stories, the comics. There's I mean, she, you said she was in a bunch of different stuff. How do we know what comes next? Like, where, where do we go from here? That's right. She is in a bunch of different things. We do have to address one updated review, though that oh. that we that we missed in the mid break it's another one from ajjshd okay and so this person has submitted a review before a five star review before uh, but this one's updated this one came through 2 days ago and it's a five star one and it says this podcast is fantastic this podcast is my favorite thing on the citadel favorites all caps and on Earth, I'm about to finish my Mass Effect 3 playthrough Legendary Edition, and I'm getting emo, but this <laughs> podcast is helping me make it through. So thank you, N7 Legend and Robots. P.S. Is nobody going to point out how cute Sam is? Sheesh. <laughs> oh, all right. I see why you had to re read this uh, revision. I did. I had to yeah. stroke my own ego a little bit. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. And and how cute Tom is, too. Oh, look at that. It said how cute Tom is, too, in that well, weird voice. Tom's handsome. That's the difference. Oh, okay. So, that's it. It's because I'm old. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, that's not the joke I was making. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to back to uh, Miranda. Back to someone better looking than both of us, uh, Miranda. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I can agree. I can agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's in a series of Mass Effect Foundation comics, but like I mentioned about the uh, ways Mass Effect Two opening works, the next timeline appearance of Miranda is actually this part from the prologue when we have a clip from it. Shepard did everything right, more than we could have hoped for. Commander Shepard uncovered the truth. And still it's not enough. We're at war. No one wants to admit it, but humanity is under attack. But they're sending him to fight Geth. Geth. We both know they're not the real threat. The Reapers are still out there. And it's up to us to stop them. The Council will never trust Cerberus. They'll never accept our help, even after everything humanity has accomplished. But Shepard, they'll follow him. He's a hero, a bloody icon. But he's just one man. If we lose Shepard, humanity might well follow. Then see to it that we don't lose him. All right. So what is the importance of this clip? Then see to it that we don't lose him. That is a conversation that takes place between the elusive man and Miranda, but it's never dated. There's no date on it. Mm. So it must take place before he dies, because obviously they say, don't then see to it we don't lose him or her right. if you're playing a female shepherd. Right, right. Um, so it's not dated. We don't know when it happens, but it must be sometime after the end of Mass Effect 1 because they're talking about Shepard having uncovered the truth of the Reapers. Yep. Well, so that's a very narrow gap. That's only a few months. And then the next time we see Miranda is is kind of that's right where the comics pick up. It's in Mass Effect Foundation number five, Shepard has died. Mm -hmm. So the Normandy has... Is that know, like uh, in between period? Yeah, I mean, there's only like a time period difference of a couple months there. 
Um, and Miranda's scene in Mass Effect Foundation number five, where it's coincidentally a reunion between her and Jacob again. They'd gone their separate ways following the foiled assassination attempts from the Batarians in Mass Effect Galaxy, uh, but the rebuilding effort after the Geth attack was still happening. And word had just reached the Citadel about the Normandy's disappearance. That's when Miranda approaches Jacob again in a bar and with a job. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he appears to be wearing Alliance colors again. He's wearing Alliance fatigues which makes the writing of Mass Effect Galaxy somewhat inconsistent with this timeline where this comic picks up, but you know what, whatever. Right. Um, well, like we said, Mass Effect Galaxy, I, I don't think was, continuity was not a huge issue for them. So here's a screenshot from this comic. Uh, and in it, you can see Miranda say to Jacob, you know, when we worked together last time, we made quite a splash, <laughs> right? So again, suggestive. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? uh, they're just confirming it at this point, but plausibly deniable, which yeah. sounds exactly like what Miranda, something Miranda would say. Right. Oh, I uh, just meant we worked well together. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Uh, very coy. Uh, here's to the good old days. Then that's what Jacob responds with. And then they clink glasses, they cheers. And Miranda says, I came here to, to offer you a job, Mr. Taylor. And then Jacob uh, looks disinterested and he just says, oh yeah. And then she says, but I'm not sure you're up to the task. And he says, that makes two of us. So she starts walking away. Then we get a course. crotch shot. We get a crotch Jacob in the shot of Miranda. Yeah. A little odd, but whatever. Um, right. They could have just says, framed the camera higher and seen her face, but that's not what happens here. Right. Yeah. So she's walking away and she's saying, well, that's too bad. You could have made a real difference. Yeah. I mean, clearly reverse psychology going on. But, right. And Jacob tries to resist, but he chases after her, which is symbolic, you know, um, and mm -hmm. He resists putting this moral stand against Cerberus, but Miranda explains that she needs him to help find Shepard. That's enough to convince Jacob to accept this job and in doing so, leave the Alliance. Yeah, you say the magic word Shepard and everybody just all of a sudden does things. And Jacob is very principled and he has this great respect for Shepard, especially after hearing the news that Shepard is MIA. Oh, there's also that, um, right. And so <laughs> that's why he wants to do this. Definitely. It's because of Shepard. Um, and so there's, you know, we'll, we'll spare the intricate details about this comic because at some point we're going to dive into each comic and its own, you know, details and how each panel goes and things like that. Um, but a brief, well, let's just do a brief synopsis, especially how it pertains to Miranda. She and Jacob, she takes Jacob to this planet where Cerberus has intel that indicates some sources may know where Shepard's uh, where Shepard is or where Shepard's body is. At this point, they don't have confirmed that Shepard's dead. It's this poverty-ridden planet in the Terminus systems, and humans clearly not welcome. It's a it's like a slum, like uh, city where they are, and everyone's quite poor. That that that's quite obvious. There's a lot of organized crime that you can tell. Uh, and so humans are not welcome, but Miranda tries to bribe her way through negotiations with Batarian sources. And surprise, surprise, they accept the money, but it doesn't work. <laughs> they, <laughs> we'll take the money. Her, All right. They give her faulty intel. Jacob even asks, how did you know that that would work? 
how do you know they're mm-hmm. not lying to you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, it's a lot harder to uh, deny the money when it's right in front of you. And she's so, uh, <laughs> so sure about she's it. She's so yeah. like smug about it, but, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't work. And they're led to this place that they're looking for by like an orphan, like a street urchin that okay. they meet. And then on the way, they're ambushed by thugs. Ultimately, the thugs blow up their ship and Miranda is taken hostage in the process. Jacob is like knocked out and he doesn't know where Miranda went. He wakes up and then he he learns that Miranda got taken hostage uh, and she's taken to this warehouse, which is essentially the central hub of what seems to be a human trafficking organization. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. So <laughs> all of a sudden they're embroiled in something much larger. And while in captivity, Miranda learns that Shepard's body is no longer actually there on the planet because these these Batarian pirates or, or slavers have sold it to a higher bidder than Cerberus. Must be quite the the cost for that. Yeah. Money bags yeah. over here. Who can outbid Cerberus? Mm. So she's also the stereotypical resistant prisoner during this whole ordeal, you know, threatening her captors with these uh, snarky remarks, telling the big boss, you know, oh, you know, you don't even have the balls to kill me yourself when he tells his thugs to dispose of her. Right. Right. Uh, He accuses her of stalling, you know, buying time, which she is. But when Jacob comes back to the rescue, Thanks to the street urchin, by the way, this orphan who uh, super handy, was, yeah, just kind of leading Jacob along to where he needed to go. Uh, she retorts to this dying big boss who Jacob has killed as saying, Thanks for buying me time, should have killed me when you had the chance. Like, ha ha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then walks by with her very high heels, like, you know, <laughs> snarky, right? Uh, right. And yeah, there's also gratuitous butt shots in the comic as well. Oh, uh, we man. got a crotch shot early on, but yep. you know we have butt shots here too. Here's the butt shot. Here's why everyone came to this episode. Yeah, that's why everyone's More here. More ways than one. I should use that in the thumbnail for the YouTube video. <laughs> you know, why not? Let's do it. I, I don't take us too seriously. So. Oh man, we're going to get comments um, on that one. <laughs> Well, you know, it wouldn't be clickbait because, I mean, we've actually showed it, right? So it's not one <laughs> it's of those thumbnails. It's part of the episode, that, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the episode. Um, so gratuitous butt shots in the comics about Miranda as well. Uh, and I'm not surprised by that, but at some some level I am, I guess. Right, I like, it, yeah. The, like, it's one thing for the game director to be like, hey, let's angle the shot from here, you know, like the the animation directors or whoever, right? That's another to be like, well, you know what they do in the game with a shot like this? Butt shot. Let's do it. It means we gotta draw her butt. Guess we gotta draw a butt. (laughs) That's what the boss said. Some tight, tight (laughs) pants on that butt. I'm gonna I'm gonna public disclosure request the internal documents of of co- correspondence between Mass Effect developers as it pertained to Miranda's um, right. It was some sort of agreement that the the comic book company had to sign, where like you know one out of every five panels needs to have a Miranda butt on it. <laughs> it was a it was an advertising quota. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, then Jacob 
and Miranda escape. You know, they escape the uh, clutches of this Batarian uh, thug group that's actually led by a human, it seems. But and along the way, they, they have saved some of the other human trafficked people, too. They're all humans. Hooray. Uh, And this was because of Jacob's insistence. Miranda calls it an unnecessary risk. I'm sure she didn't view Jacob coming back to save her as the unnecessary. Of course not. But now that she's safe, let's get out of here. And Jacob, of course, being the the better human of the two (laughs) in this this situation is like, well, okay, no, we got to save the other people, too. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. Uh, and uh, so she refers to Jacob trying to help this orphan earlier in the story also as kind of like, she doesn't say exactly unnecessary risk, but like, you don't need to do that. Why are you doing that? Why are you wasting time? Why are you being a good giddy? Why are you being such Same. a paladin? Exactly. Yeah. And Jacob is a paladin. Um, yeah. but, but she's basically saying it's, you know, you're, on, you're only helping humanity if you focus on the mission of finding Shepard. And he's like, I thought we were supposed to help humanity. This is what I'm doing. Right. Like, this is an obviously, like, obvious moment here where I can actually help people. Tangibly. Tangibly help humans. (laughs) Yeah. Which raises the question, is Jacob letting a good heart get in the way of the mission and therefore being inefficient at at something that will truly save humanity? Yeah. Like Shepard. Yeah. Or is Miranda so laser focused on the mission that she's missing the opportunity to directly help human beings along the way. You could argue both points uh, by putting yourself in more danger means you're less likely to actually save Shepard, which means in the long run, you're more people are going to die. I mean, you could justify it like that. Uh, a more empathetic personality would say, look at these people in front of us right here. They need help. They're suffering. We can't just walk away. Even if that puts us in danger in the future stuff. Um, I, I, I suppose somebody who is also a little bit more, pragmatic would say we have no idea about the sum total of all the events in the future and and if that will add up to us being able to save Shepard but we do know that there are less variables right here in front of us to save these people so let's just at least do that first I think it's also a personal responsibility point right like if you don't end up helping Shepard or helping find Shepard because you did things along the way then it's not as blamable on yourself, you know, as it is if someone literally comes to you clearly in need of help and you say no, even though it would have taken you not much time. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a reason why these kinds of things are moral dilemmas and they show up in stories and games is because some people side on one and some people side on the other and both sides have their justifications. Like they're not, it's not black and white. No. However, I think if this kind of situation happened in real life, we would probably a lot of people would view Miranda as just being an asshole. Unless there was a uh, news organization uh, that was in cahoots with politicians and spread the other perspective a lot over like a week and then conditioned people to believe something that is usually against their own beliefs, but they've now been convinced of it. You know, what's so funny. I know that you're not talking about Cerberus Daily News, but that is a perfect description of Cerberus Daily News. This is how propaganda works. And one of the reasons why we draw connections between the real world and Mass Effect is because it exists in both. This is it's it's just real. This is how this stuff is. Yeah. 
So Jacob still has reservations about the ethics of Cerberus and what exactly this mission, this greater mission of finding Shepard will entail. He didn't like Miranda's cold attitude in the face of suffering. He didn't like the fact that Miranda's been so vague about a lot of details, uh, but he's in it for Shepard. And he wants to question Miranda. He wants to question the elusive man. But first, they're stranded on this planet now because their ship has been blown up and they need extraction, which they have to depend on Cerberus for. Right. So that's kind of where the comic ends. You know, it just ends right there. And that's Mass Effect Foundation number five and six. And they're separated into two. They're really part of the same story. But those are just two of the eight comics. Wow. That, that that Miranda appears in. So buckle and up. We're gonna we're doing a five hour episode, friends. <laughs> we're not gonna do a Tales of Tamriel with, with, oh my God. Uh, with Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Those can get a little long. I, I know. I've, I've checked some of them out. Um, but this appears. You know, she appears in four games in total and eight comics, including one that's ninety three pages long. Mass Effect Redemption. Wow. So there is so much information and I wanted to include as much as I could into this into this episode in and of itself. Um, but at some point, you know, you got to recognize that people are not going to listen right. and we need to do a part two. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's better to do a part two and give it actual focus rather than just trying to rush through it. So, yeah. So definitely tune in next time because we'll have more about Miranda. And uh, and until then. We've got other stuff going on. Sam, I know you've got some other things. That's right. I have uh, Neutral Shepard, who has entered Mass Effect 3. I had a record-breaking uh, time, land speed record, for how fast I finished Mass Effect 2. It's 15 hours. Wow, that's nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing. If you're apathetic and neutral and you don't really care one way or the other, right? and you don't do a whole lot then Mass Effect 2 becomes a very short game. Yeah. Also, um, uh, New- Neutral Shepard showed up in our quiz show last week, too. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I-, I listened to the episode after the fact. I-, I love the fact that so many people got it. Uh, Jerry, a.k.a. Neutral Shepard. <laughs> Jerry also looks like um, me, which is weird. My name's not Jerry. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? I-, I realized along the way, I think I was actually modeling him after Jerry in Rick and Morty. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Like he doesn't look like Jerry from, I guess there's only so many options, right? You know, there's so many options and, and there's not really like a brown hair color. It's like dark brown and then darker. And then I've, I've got like really dark hair. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm still streaming neutral shepherd and it's in mass effect three where there are no neutral options, which has created quite the um, conundrum for me. I never woke up Grunt, by the way, in Mass Effect 2. He's still in, in like a refrigerator somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> and so I never woke him up. So I wondered what that was going to be like in Mass Effect 3. I've never played 3 without Grunt. Well, he just doesn't show up. And he's just frozen. There's some other random NPC that like you don't know. His name's Dag. Um, and he just okay. shows up in Grunt's place and has this very ultra dramatic death scene that would have been sad had it been Grunt. Right. But for the player that doesn't know Dag, which is everyone, um, <laughs> he just, just like, has well, this ultra dramatic death guy. scene. <laughs> it was hilarious. I just it was it was so funny watching this guy that I didn't know die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's what you're missing if you're if you're missing my streams. I'll, I'll occasionally play you know melodramatic. Uh, terrible music like this. 
Oh no, we're gonna get DMCA'd. <laughs> Wait, is that the? That's the guy with the. That's like a the recorder. The recorder. Yeah, yeah, it's just like recorder music. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fair use. It's less than thirty seconds. That right. Was like right. three. Um, but yeah, I. I'm going to be doing that a lot, I think, because there's going to be a lot of awful things that happen in Mass Effect 3 for Neutral Shepard just because he didn't care and yeah. <laughs> he didn't get anyone's loyalty. He it's got a, Garrison Morden's. That's life, it. life lesson there for any, everybody. Care. One way or the other is better than nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Care. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you guys know where my shows are, robotsradio.net, for all the different shows I do, all the other shows on the network, lots of awesome stuff if you're looking for more podcasts, so go check that out. Uh, also, I've been I've been doing music. I've, I've had a little ad running on some of the shows just to be like, hey, check this out. I've got songs available. Uh, the new Star Gods, if you want to go check out the music I'm making, and I, I'm not 100% sure what genre to put it in yet. I think it's like post new wave revival with some shoegaze elements and I who knows. But if you're into I don't know what any of those words if mean. If you're into if you're into like alternative rock, I guess that's the biggest genre you could put it in, like the widest reach. Go go check it out. Look up the new Star Gods. It's on Spotify, all sorts of other places. And um it's already gotten over 400 plays in like the last week, the three songs on, on the CP. So go check that stuff out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, we'll be back uh, maybe next week. I'll be in Las Vegas for Elder Scrolls Online, but we're going to see if we can piece together something or if maybe Sam can piece together something. And if not, we'll see you in two weeks and uh, have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.